Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Down the block, Andrew Jump. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. He's got the ball. Jared Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today we've got another episode of Fan is Short for Fanatic, and today I'm lucky enough to be joined by New Zealand Warriors fanatic Tawira. He has been a New Zealand fanatic for 20-odd years. Uh, you'll actually recognise him. He managed to score a spot on Fox Sports last year. I believe it was New Zealand Warriors versus Newcastle Knights, and uh, he'd had a couple of brewskis, and he was running up and down the stands and just carrying on like a goose and Fox Sports every time the Warriors scored, which... Thankfully, they scored a couple of meaties that night. They uh, they flipped over to him. And if you go to my Instagram page and check out the posts I've done for this podcast, you can see that video having a great time. Real passionate Warriors fan. And, you know, we talk about the roller coaster that is the New Zealand Warriors, sort of his earliest memories of those two, that 2002 grand final loss to the Roosters, heartbreaking stuff. We go through the 2000s, you know, all the star players, you know, your Lauer TTs, your Stacey Jones, Francis Mellies, all those sort of guys, all the way to that grand final in 2011 where they lost to the Manly Seagulls. And just talking about, you know, the emergence of Sean Johnson and some of the other guys, Kevin Locke and Faletti Matteo and just some of these other guys that are running around that just true entertainers of rugby league all the way through to the modern day where we talk about, you know, just the inscription Incredible feats that the New Zealand Warriors are achieving this year. You know, if they didn't win a single game this year, you could forgive them. And they're on the verge of making the top eight. And a lot of that comes down to the new coach, Todd Payton. It's just been a fantastic success story coming out of New Zealand or the Central Coast or the Sunshine Coast or wherever the hell they've been. It has just been incredible. And, you know, this is one fan that appreciates every bit of effort they put in, absolutely loves the way that his team's playing at the moment. Uh, Twitter's got a great story to tell. And there is a little bit of swearing in this one. But as you all know, I don't like to filter out uh, the raw emotions of UNRL footy fans. It's what makes the game great. So there is a little bit of swearing. So if you have got the kids in the car, just be prepared. Let's kick it off. Play out the 80 minutes. We're good enough. We can win this grand final. Marsh combining with Jones. After see you, see you. Gets up an opportunity. Here's Jones in his face. Jones is inside the 10. Jones scores. New Zealand are level. New Zealand are level. Hey, brother. How are we? 
Good, bro. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Huge Warriors fan. You must be stoked this year. They're flying. Oh, bro, unbelievable. Can't believe it. Fucking so good. So good. Mate, when all this coronavirus happened and the Warriors were stuck in Australia and, you know, if you if you would have told me in six months' time they'd win three games, I would have said, fuck, that's, that's a pretty good knock. That's impressive. To be where they are, unbelievable. Oh, mate, well, if you think back, honestly, this is the best we've gone since maybe even the 2011 grand final, you know what I mean? It's been fucking so long of eating shit. So, um... Mate, to pull this out in, in all these circumstances, it's pretty pretty special, I reckon. Mate, as crazy as it sounds, I honestly, when I watch you guys at the moment, it's my favourite Warriors team to watch since probably the early 2000s, I think. Like, they're just hanging in there, fighting for every inch, and they've still, they're still playing an exciting brand of footy. It's brilliant, isn't it? Oh, mate, they're playing, they're playing head and shoulders above where they were. It's um, turning up for each other, fucking rock solid, holding on to the ball, but at the same time, Busting holes, putting offloads, putting kicks in play. Mate, it's been good. But haven't haven't seen the stuff in ages. Haven't seen the stuff in ages. Mate, obviously for you on a personal level, you know, watching your team be away from their families and, you know, all the things surrounding this year is tough. But for you, you live on the Central Coast, so you've obviously got to see your Warriors live a few more times this year than usual. You you must be a sneaky fan of COVID just quietly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's tough seeing the boys. Obviously, it's pretty well documented what they're all going through. Pretty pretty sad for the boys, but uh, a bit selfishly, I've been kind of cheering, been, been able to get to a few games at the beautiful uh, Gosford Stadium. So uh, I've, I've liked that part of it, but um, feeling for the boys, obviously. You've been walking around uh, licking some doorknobs, I bet. <laughs> yeah, mate, yeah. <laughs> mate, tell me, what's your earliest memory of the New Zealand Warriors? Oh, I was born into it bro Warriors are born not made and so um, I was born 96 so my earliest my earliest uh, concrete memory is uh, the 02 grand final I remember um, that Sharks game and then then during the week there was a, a newspaper us versus them because I was living in Maroubra at the time us versus them and it was a photo of uh, Luke Rickardson and Mark Tukey on the back page uh, getting ready for the grand final how bloody good was Mark Tukey yeah, he went good, bro. Cold hero, George Rose. George Rose before George Rose. Mate, he was just... Oh, the 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 sneaky pace he had, the skill he had to go with him, and, you know, he looked like he'd walked off a fucking construction site, had three beers, and then jumped onto the field. He was just something special, wasn't he? Yeah, he probably won't... Pro- probably uh, one of the last of his kind there. Old Mark Tukey probably won't, won't see any more of him around these days. Obviously, mate, that 2002 grand final, heartbreak for the Warriors. But in my opinion, your captain, the little general, Stacey Jones, I think he scores the best individual tie in a grand final we'll ever see. He was special, wasn't he? Oh, bro. <laughs> He's fucking... He was the man, bro, Stacey. He could do it all. He could... One of those old halves, kind, one of those old halves that could uh, run, pass, kick, do anything, bro. Stacey Jones, he was the man in that try. Uh, fuck, it sucks talking about that grand final. Fucking, that try put us up, what, 8-6 eight, eight, at the time. Sucks um, thinking about it, but, yeah, good try, bro. Good try. It's one of those games people look back on, they think about the score, and they think, oh, the Roosters were all over them. But the reality is the Warriors had all the momentum. They were up. It was theirs to lose, wasn't it? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> that sounds about right. I know I'm stinging um, you. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, fucking hell, it brings me to tears just thinking about it. But, um, oh, man, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Fuck. 
fucking shoulda, coulda, woulda. I, I've watched um, docos, docos of about the game and shit going back and listening to Clinton Torpy on your podcast. Um, you hear them, you hear them talk about how how they um, during the year inside the club they only they only kind of talked about going getting to the grand final and not not winning it. And so I suppose because they thought they'd already won it, I guess they thought they'd already got there and never really prepared for the actual game. And then here at half time, um, I watched this docker and at half time instead of having an actual talk about the game, the I don't know who made this decision, but um, they. Instead of talking, they got all the players in and just had uh, doctored up audio of the Warriors winning the grand final. I'm just listening to that. I'm just going, you fucking can't be serious. What is that during the grand final? Mate, but, um, legend has it that Kevin Campion stood up and grabbed the recorder that was playing it and smashed it on the floor. Wasn't he just, he just, he should have had Warrior written on his forehead, Campion. Oh, mate. <laughs> He, he he should have been the one, man. He was going to lead us to that fucking victory, but yeah, should have caught a water, bro. Kevin Campion, yeah, fuck. We need, wouldn't mind a Kevin Campion nowadays, to be honest. Mate, we speak Kevin Campion, Stacey Jones. You mentioned you, you mentioned Clinton Torpy. That team was just star started with entertainment machines. Ali Lawatiti, Francis Melly. Who were some of the some of your other favourites? Oh, Melly was probably my number one favourite, man. I remember Francis Melly scoring. He used to score, what, five tries. He used to put put big hits on too, Francis Melly. Fuck, I used to love Francis Melly. Um, but obviously, obviously, Ali, man. Ali was, he was the magic man. Sonny, he he uh, laid the carpet for Sonny Bill. Fuck, he was good, Ali. Mate, I still think letting Ali Lawatiti leave is the biggest mistake the Warriors have ever made. Um, well... I think as, as as we go along this chat, mate, I think we're going to talk about a lot, a lot of Warriors' mistakes up top. But, um, yeah, fucking pretty stupid shit, man. Pretty stupid shit. Mate, off the back of 2002, you know, you for the next few years, you have a team on paper that realistically should be contending for a premiership. It doesn't quite go that way, though, does it? Nah, it just kind of, kind of turns to shit, bro. Um, 2003 was pretty good. I remember... Being at that, um, we, we made the final. We were in the finals. I remember being at what, the second last game to the grand final, just beating just beating Canberra by a few goals at that game. That was that was a good feeling around that. But obviously going down to Penrith the next week, and then after that, it kind of turns to shit for us, doesn't it? Yeah, mate. And that Penrith side, they they were stacked, weren't they? That was their premiership. Pretty good side, bro. Pretty good side all around, man. Preston Campbell, Reese Wesser. Pretty good, bro. Mate, a guy that we mentioned uh, before we spoke today who's, you know, no one talks about him anymore, but the people that, you know, Warriors fans that have been around for 20-odd years would, would remember this guy. I think he's one of the most damaging players we've ever, ever seen. Paliasina, he was just something special, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah, bro, Mr. Effective. Fucking my, my old man, my old man before I used to play games for Marubra, he used to go, he used to go, yeah, run like, run like him, run like him, you'd be like Lafitza. Uh, bro, he was unreal. Just off the kickoff, running through, running through three or four blokes, just swinging his legs, swinging his arms. Bro, he was the man. It'd be and, easy to run like him if you were 130 kilos and <laughs> ran 112 seconds. My, he, he was just a freak, wasn't he? Yeah, bro, you, you don't get many like that. He's, yeah, freak, bro, freak. Uh, mate, the only way I can think to describe him is, you know, he was sort of like a Marty Tapao, but bigger, Stronger, faster, like he was just something else. 
Yeah, he used to he, he used to run. Who who's he, I can't I can't even uh, compare him to anyone that plays today. How he runs, eh? We we uh, actually haven't seen anyone like him since. It, it's unbelievable. No, the way he runs is so vicious, bro. I, I, yeah, I can't think of anyone that used to run like him, man. If 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 you're listening to this podcast, you, you never heard of him. Please please look up because I know there's there's one run of him. There's one video of him in the Super League. Um, just taking the kickoff and mate, he's just it's fucking unreal watching him run. Mate, no the, the only way to him. describe what he used to be like is if you're watching the under eights and there's a kid that's thirty kilos bigger than everyone else. That's the only way I can think to describe how he used to play. Bigger and meaner. Fuck he was mean, bro. He was vicious that bloke. He was just <laughs> relentless. He just never stopped, mate. Another guy <laughs> that came from that, you know, that late two thousands period who when he was playing for you guys, he was sensational. He bounced around a few clubs, but he played his best footy, best footy with the New Zealand Warriors, Wade McKinnon. What, what are your memories of Wade? Uh, <laughs> yeah, me and my dad used to love Wade McKinnon too, bro. He was fucking, he was dynamite, eh? He always, I remember, uh, we were semi-successful during those late, like 2007, 2008. We had a little bit of success and... Um, I remember he was at he was at in the middle right in the middle of that bro. Some uh, big forward would take up a take up a settler and then just get an offload and he'd just be right there in the middle of the ruck, just burn through the line and then just gap probably two or three people. Yeah, fuck, he was good, but um, yeah, he, he spat on that ref or something. So yeah, that'll <laughs> do it. <laughs> that will do the job, mate. We talk about the late two thousands. Obviously, Stacey Jones returns to the club in the midst of that. He's quite old by that point, but it must have been exciting to see Stacey Jones back playing for the Warriors. Oh, of course, bro. Of course, it's a bit, bit like Benji coming back to the Tigers, eh? Um, never, never really reached the heights that he did back in the day, but it was, it was still good having her around the club, and I'm sure, sure it would have been good for the boys having having a guy like Stacey around. Mate, when I spoke to Isaac John a few months ago, like he made his debut next to Stacey Jones and he was, you know, he, he he's, he's such a confident bastard. But for me, I would be absolutely bricking it if I had to make my debut next to Stacey Jones. Imagine having to overcall him or anything. <laughs> oh, bro. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do. I, I, I used to play in the forward, so I, I wouldn't even know what, how to wrap my head around that in the first place. But yeah, if I was a young half have, having to uh, go with Stacey, I'd just, oh, what, what do you reckon, Stacey? Oh, oh yep, let's do that. So I just do whatever Stacey does, bro. I think I would have nod 95% of the time, whatever he said. Mate, 2011, you obviously made that grand final. It's an unbelievable season. You got the seasons leading up to that where there's a few key pieces of that team that start arriving. You know, you got Jimmy Maloney. You've got the emergence of Sean Johnson. What are your memories from that 2011 season? Oh, bro, I remember it was, it was a pretty it was a pretty indifferent indifferent season and then I remember uh, Sean Johnson as, as, Sean Johnson actually debuted halfway through that year and then as, as he did he just fucking blew up like dynamite eh? he, he scored that he scored that um, try against the Broncos if, if you remember that try where he just busted through from about halfway yeah, he went from the left the touch line back to the middle didn't he he just made them all look yeah. slow that was in one of his first games bro during the year fucking unreal and um, yeah, bro, that was a pretty good year. I was a good year as a Warriors fan. I was, or until the end, I guess. But um, yeah, some of the stuff SJ pulled out that year was fucking unreal, bro. The one thing I remember about Sean Johnson, and like when I look back, he's the first guy that did this. You saw the teenage highlights package of him on Facebook and YouTube before you actually saw him play, and the transition was just incredible, wasn't it? Yeah, bro, all those all, all those classic touch videos and um yeah, 
man, it turned him into a superstar. He, he was a superstar for a while there, eh? And um, fuck, he was good, bro. Like, it's becoming more and more common now that you'll see a highlights video on Facebook and then a few months later you'll see the kid debut. But it was it was a real unique situation that everyone already knew this kid's name because of some high school touch videos that had gone viral everywhere and then just see him actually come onto the NRL because there's a real stigma around touch footballers that they can't handle it in the NRL. But Sean Johnson, he just proved them all wrong, didn't he? Oh, bro, bro, he... he... He he could do it all. He he was good, bro. He was good that year. He could he really um yeah, really proved himself. Really proved himself old Sean Johnston. Fuck he was good. Obviously, mate, that year your coach was Ivan Cleary. He's having a lot of success now. What do you remember of Ivan Cleary back then? Uh you know what I remember, bro. I remember him taking us to a fucking grand final. So I don't, just letting him go. Letting him go. I remember it was in two thousand eleven, um, they told him halfway through the year. Uh, like, uh, well, uh, what everyone says is they kind of pushed him out. You know what I mean? Yep. Pushed him out to Penrith, and um, obviously he goes on then to make the grand final. And um, mate, I just I kind of think of what could have been because obviously SJ was was at his peak, and then we had Jimmy Maloney. That's before he was really the player that he'd come to be. You know what I mean? And so we had him, Jimmy, and uh, Ivan. I think that could have um, could have been anything. Those three. Mate, another guy in that 2011 team that, you know, he's just a New Zealand Warriors legend. He's a rugby league legend. Manu Vatavai, I imagine he was one of your favourites. <laughs> at, at times, at times, bro, at times, and other times you go, oh, Mr. Fuck, Rocks Manu. and Diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he wouldn't have it any other way. He's a, he's a legend, bro. Uh, Warriors legend. Um, yeah, I love Manu, bro. My old man used to have some harsh words for him sometimes, but yeah, of course, Manu, he's a legend. Mate, there's another guy in this 2011 team that, you know, I look back and I just think he had all the ability in the world and he never quite kicked on with it. Your fullback, Kevin Locke, he was special, wasn't he? Oh, bro, Kevin Locke was a good player. I don't really, I can't really remember what happened to Kevin Locke. It was a while ago now, but yeah, he was a good player, bro. He, he, um, he was fast, wasn't he? he? He was one of the fastest people in the NRL at the time. I remember um, the one game against the Roosters to win the game, he... Um, you remember that that try where he kind of wrapped himself around the the goalpost? Mate, he was lucky he didn't end up in a wheelchair. That was horrific. Yeah, it was pretty bad, bro. But fuck yeah, he's a good player. Um, yeah, I don't really currently remember what happened to uh, Kevin Locke. To be honest, I, yeah, I heard he, he ended uh, up over uh, in England. I think he got himself in a bit of trouble over there. Yeah, I think I heard the same thing. Hey, eh? um, I heard I heard he was half keen to come back for the Warriors. I don't know if I'd be too keen now, but yeah, back then it would have been good to see if if he hung around. But oh. That's fuck. I remember what happened to him now, bro. Um, we signed Sam Tompkins. That's what happened to him. Yep. And then they they gone gave him the flick. Fucking Sam Tompkins, man. Mate, I I'm not sure if you'd seen much of Sam Tompkins over in England, but he looked like an absolute superstar. He just couldn't handle himself here, could he? Ah, oh, well, obviously the the games are a bit different here and there, eh? He he's kind of a bit of a, a wiry greyhound kind of player, and um, I saw a few highlights of him, but. Yeah, I guess I think his his body is just too small, eh? He just couldn't really really make an effect on on the games. Take me back to that 2011 Grand Final, mate. Obviously, you're coming up against Manly. You know, you got your your Stewarts, your Jamie Lyons, Steve Maddies. You had Cherry Evans and Four, and two young fellas who were just on fire. They were one hell of a team. I imagine that must have been an incredibly disappointing day for you. Yeah, good team, weren't they? Fucking fuckwits, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
fucking good team, bro. Uh, it, it, that one doesn't really hurt as much as the 2002 grand final, to be honest, because um, it was kind of crazy that we got there in the first place. I mean, the week before, when SJ set up that try, it, the whole the whole kind of run, even the week the the week before that against the Tigers, we won it at the death of that um of that, that kick that went all over the place, wasn't it? Crimson, yeah, yes. Yeah. So that whole run was like just kind of crazy. And did you so, did you beat Melbourne to get into the grand final? Is that the or, or, or was that week yeah. one? Yeah, no. Sj Sj set up that try to in the prelim to yeah to for get Lewis Brown. Final. That was crazy. Oh, bro, that was crazy. Mate, I, I've, <laughs> like, never before and never since have I seen an entire Melbourne Storm line just all get stuck in mud because of one guy. He just had the entire uh, line bamboozled. It was crazy. We, you never seen that one. You never seen that one before in the NRL. And, yeah, Kevin Rock, Kevin Proctor doing spins. And I remember the other, the, the bloke on the outside of Proctor was Cooper Cronk. It fucked him up too. Yeah. Man, unreal. Fucking so good. Mate, we spoke about, obviously, Manu Vatavai and Kevin Locke, some rocks and diamonds guy. I think for me, when I look at this side, probably the bloke that had the most ability out of anyone, but he was the president of rocks and diamonds, Felitti Matteo. What are your memories of him? Felitti Matteo? <laughs> yeah, he was big rocks and diamonds, man, Felitti Matteo. I used to like him. I remember going in the 2011 game, I remember um, into that final, I remember kind of, we're kind of hanging our hopes on SJ, but uh, I was kind of hoping for a little bit of flirty magic too. Because if, if it wasn't going to be SJ, it was going to be flirty. But um, yeah, he was a good player though. Awesome skills, but yeah, he had a few, he had a few rocks in his game, bro. Without a doubt, mate. Let's go on that grand final day. It's the 68th minute. Elijah Taylor scores, I believe, and you're behind 18-10 with 12 minutes to go. You've scored two tries in about five minutes. The momentum's starting to swing. Did you have some hope there that the Warriors were going to come back? Um, yeah, of course I had some hope, bro. Of course I had some hope. But um, uh, as I said before, that, that team's it's a pretty good team, bro. Pretty stacked team, that Manly team. It's going to be hard for anyone hard for anyone to beat him that day um yeah we couldn't get it done and um fuck i remember that 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 same week bro i got i was maybe 14 15 maybe i got i got dumped by my first ever girlfriend that same same week <laughs> oh, good god so, what a week <laughs> yeah and so the whole week i was i was sulking and i was because that that warriors that grand final day is the 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 day that we made the final in the 20s cup in nrl so all day I was in front of the TV. I was in front of the TV and then yeah, ended in tears, bro. Ended in tears. My God, that's a grim week for a 15-year-old. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> yeah, bro. Hard day, hard day. But um, I'm used to it, brother. I'm used to it. Mate, after that 2011 season, um, you know, soon after Ruben Wiki arrives and I imagine he's one of your favourite Warriors ever. Oh, Bruno Mookie's probably one of my favourite players ever, bro. He, fuck, he's good, bro. He, he was hard, man. He, he's probably, uh, if, you, if you're tr- trying to list top five hardest players of, of the last 20, 30 years, I don't think you can leave him out, eh? Fuck, he, he was good, Ruben Mookie, and good leader, good player. Yeah, he was a good player, bro. Mate, as far as I'm concerned, like, he went from being one of the most damaging centres in the NRL and then within a season or two became one of the most damaging front rowers in the NRL. Like, it's just unheard of, isn't it? Yeah, it is unheard of, but I suppose, I suppose his, body, his body was suited to it, eh? Um, he's young, a bit leaner, but 
I never really saw too much of his of his center days, so I can't really comment on uh, comment on that too much. A bit younger, but um, I know I know he was like as the back row and the front row and fucking hard, bro. I remember when he uh, knocked out Soliola off that kickoff, bro. Who, who does that? Oh, insane, mate. I'm just looking at my timeline here, and I've I've put Ruben Wiki in. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. And about seven years too late, haven't I? He arrived like in the early 2000s, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, I think it was 2006 he rocked up, but I, I wasn't going to pull you up on that one. No, I appreciate that one. Cheers. Um, obviously, mate, the other guy that you had with him was Stephen Price. He came from the Bulldogs after their grand final victory. You know, he was captain of your club for quite some time. He was one hell of a leader, wasn't he? Probably not not a bad not a bad pair of props, eh? If you have Stephen Price and Ruben Wookie, 8 and 10. Fucking, yeah, pretty good, bro. Yeah. Um, I think I think uh, Michael Witt, Michael Witt, when he was on your podcast, he said the most successful times the Warriors have had when, is when they've had um, the, the mix. You know what I mean? And um, I think Stephen Price is, is perfect for that mix. An old an older Aussie bloke, leader, obviously. Um, I, th- I think I think uh, the young Islander boys. I think they really need someone like that. Yeah, for sure, without a doubt, mate. 2012, all the way to I believe around the 2017 mark. You know, you don't make an appearance in the finals. We've said before that, you know, supporting the Warriors, it must be a bit of a roller coaster journey. Years without finals footy, that must have stung. Uh, yeah, bro. It's, yeah, pretty shit. Pretty pretty shit couple of years. Um, yeah, not too many highs in that year. And um, if you think back to 2016, uh, I can't remember exactly what it might have been, 15 or 16, we had signed uh, on the one fucking team we had. Roger, Isaac, Luke, Kieran Foran, and Sean Johnson, all on the same team. And I was I was just looking at that going, oh, fuck, we're on here. Like, there's no way we can still be shit after this. But sure enough, we found a way. Mate, the thing that sums up the Warriors over the last 10 years for me is that they never managed to win one of those nines tournament. It was literally a tournament that was designed for Sean Johnson and the New Zealand Warriors, and they just couldn't deliver, could they? I remember we came. I remember we came close one year, but yeah, couldn't couldn't get it done for whatever reason. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I could sit here all, all day and, and, and talk about why we didn't win, but yeah, fuck. Mate, you mentioned uh, that that season where you had Sean Johnson and Roger Tuivasa Shek. Obviously, Roger he arrives from the Roosters after winning a premiership there, and. In my opinion, he's the greatest signing by the Warriors ever. I, you know, I know his career isn't over yet, but I just think he's going to achieve so much there. Tell me about Rog. Oh, I suppose you can't put him above Stacey, but he's he's up there, bro. He's up there with Stacey at least, man. He's he's unreal. What, what, what can you really say about the bloke? Eh? He, he's um, on the field, off the field. He's just I won't say perfect, but you know what I mean. He's he's just got everything, Roger. Mate, it's amazing that, you know, he won that Dally M in, I want to say, 2017, was it, or 2018? 18, yeah. 18. 18. He won it in 18, you know. Come, you know, he's had the ACL injury. He's had so much against him. And, it, like, dare I say, the last two years, I think he's been better than when he 
than when he actually won the Dally M. He's just an incredible footballer, isn't he? Well, bro, he um he in twenty I think twenty sixteen was the year he done his ACL, and then off of the back of that injury, they gave him the captaincy. Yeah, and so I think that just says what kind of bloke he is. You know what I mean? Uh, I think I think that really says what kind of bloke he is. He's just um just like hardest worker, most professional, fucking good player, isn't he? Yeah, he's 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 the man, bro. And I think I think it's been a bit hard for him in this Warriors team a few uh, for a few years because he's he's kind of been he's kind of had to the hard yards and set it up and finish it, if you know what I mean. So, but now I think in these past couple of weeks we've seen that the the Warriors are making a um, a lot better with the ball, and so he hasn't had to do so much. So he's he he can be there at the end to finish those off those tries, like those two tries he scored on the weekend. Mate, he's just some some of the touches he had on the weekend. He's just a freak, isn't he? Yeah, bro, he's the fucking man. Strong in contact, he's fast. His turn of pace, uh, if they're probably over ten meters, I'd say he'd be up there with the fastest bloke in the NRL. Mate, obviously, obviously, with him at the club, and originally Sean Johnson was there. There was the two of them there at the same time, and you know, to me, I was sort of looking at them, going, you know, what's the Warriors' identity? Is this Sean Johnson's team? Is it Roger Tuivasa Sheck's team? And in my opinion, might be controversial, but I, I said at the time, I think they made the right decision making this Rogers team. I think that Sean Johnson, you know, he represented what the Warriors were and are for so long, but the consistency wasn't there, and they chose to go in another direction. And it's a, you know, it's a bold and courageous decision, wasn't it? Yeah, bro. Obviously, Sean Johnson. He was our he was our marquee player. He was the centerpiece of our whole team for for years and years. But it, mate, it just it, it just wasn't working. It just wasn't it wasn't getting there. And we're still we're still just crap. So I think I think the time the time that it happened, I think it was it was pretty good to be honest. I think I think he needed a a, a new a breath of fresh air, I guess. And I think we needed some to go in a different direction. So I think. I like SJ. I think he was a, a awesome play, legend of the club. But I think it was it was good that he left, and um, yeah, good that he left, and um, yeah, Rogers team now, bro. Mate, obviously, Toddy Payton's your coach at the moment. The man that had you for a few years there was Stephen Kearney. What did you think of his sacking? Um, I, well, I suppose in in hindsight now, looking at how they're going, it was it was the right it was the right call to make, eh? But um. Like his re-signing in the first place. To be honest, bro, I, I didn't really like the, the the way he was coaching and 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 the way we were playing for a few years. Like the Warriors, they've always everyone's always talked about how um, Warriors are they're a really big team that really uh, throw the ball around, second phase play, um, all that kind of stuff. But the last kind of three, two, three years, um, we, we've been we've been a really lean team, bro. We've been we've been really small and. Um, just like just trying to complete our sets and like just finish our sets and we haven't really attack. I've I just thought we were just stodgy, eh? Just haven't looked haven't looked that good in attack. We haven't good looked that good with the ball, but um I think it just kinda killed our spirit, you know what I mean? Killed the spirit that we play with. But um, Todd Payne as, as as soon as he's come in, the Warriors they scored a try off the kick, uh, crossfield kick halfway through the set the other week. They're offloads all all the time, making meters off the offloads. It's, it's been really good, bro. I, I've um, I've been really happy with how Todd Payton's been been going. Mate, you mentioned with Stephen Kearney, you felt like the team's spirit was killed. Like, if there was any time ever in the history of the Warriors for their spirit to be down, it's right now, isn't it? And Toddy Payton, he's just getting the very best out of them. 
Yeah, honestly, bro, I could not tell you what what's going on in there and what he's doing, but mate, he's doing some special things. Um, I sp- sound it sounds like the team's really like um really really sounds cliche, but really bonded over this and really gotten pretty tight over this. And um, it looks like they're playing for each other, turning up, turning up, making the tackles, not making stupid offloads, I mean, shit like that. And then, and um, mate, it's, it's turning to points for us. Mate, I think a big positive for Todd Payton, you know, and it's sort of been been laughed about and joked about, but I think bringing a guy like Brett Finch into your camp, considering, you know, you've just got your backs against the wall, everything's against you, to have a personality like him in amongst the boys to just take the piss and have a laugh and enjoy himself, I reckon it would be having a big effect in there. Oh, bro, you, you hit the nail on the head. I, as soon as I seen him, I was I was pretty cheering, eh, because... The, the boys that they they need someone like, they need someone like that you know so much going on I thought uh, a bloke like that he's 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 seen it all people say the piss out of Brent Fitch but um, reality is he's done everything and he's seen it all so I thought he was the the perfect guy to have in but um, yeah spewing that he reached the bubble or whatever he did but um yeah I liked I liked it when he um when I seen he was in but yeah it is what it is. Speaking of guys with um, personality, you found yourself in the limelight last year, I believe, in a game against the Newcastle Knights. Tell me what happened. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was off. I was on a few extracurriculars, if I'm being honest, bro. And I um, just had the game and really watching because I was pretty off my head, just on the piss all day. And then my mate worries. My mate goes, "Oi, boy, bro, worries are in, worries are in." So I've kind of gotten up, gotten up, and started started running up and down the aisles and shit as I do, and um, just kicked off from there. Every time we ended up winning the game, and every every time we scored, I got up even further, like went even harder and even harder, and, and couldn't stop me. Eh? Couldn't stop me, and uh, ended up ended up a bit famous off it. Eh? Ended up um, going a bit viral, and all the blokes at work, all the blokes at work. I was working in the tunnels at the time, and I, I, I couldn't get down to the other end of the tunnel without blokes stopping me and and fucking. Like, carrying on like I was and all that. <laughs> mate, that's sensational though. How good's that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was my mate. My, my mate, Mitch, he, he kind of egged it on. And then once it got me going, once I got going, bro, he, yeah, he can't stop me. He can't stop me. Did you realize that you were on TV at the time? Bro, I was like like pretty blind. Eh? I, was, <laughs> I was pretty blind. I, I didn't, didn't notice at all. And then, and then after the game, after the game, my mate, uh, my dad's texting me like, "Oh, you, like what are you, what are you doing, bro?" <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And my mates are tagging. They Fox Fox League had put it up on Facebook and that. And my mates are all tagging me, and I'm going, "Oh fuck me!" I've kind of kind of try to uh, put my head in the sand about it, a bit embarrassed about it, but it is what it is. Mate, sounds like a uh, um, Homer Simpson play, just quietly. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a little bit of buffoonery, but yeah, that's that's the game, bro. Love my, love my Warriors. Mate, obviously you love your Warriors and they're heading in a different direction in season 2021. Uh, Todd Payton, he won't be the head coach. It's been announced that Nathan Brown's taking over now. Nathan Brown, obviously, he's been quite a polarising figure over the last, you know, 20-odd years, whether it be the slapping incident at the Dragons. You know, he leaves St. George win a premiership. Uh, He arrives at Newcastle and it's just a, you know, he's trying to clean up Wayne Bennett's mess. It's a complete and utter shit fight there for the few years he's there. What are your thoughts on Nathan Brown arriving? Um, he wasn't he wasn't like my first choice, but I'm I'm pretty happy with it, bro. I'm pretty, especially with these on the back of these past performances and and all these signings that we made. I'm I'm pretty hopeful, eh? And um, the 
uh, Phil Gould, Phil Gould at the club too. I'm pretty, I'm pretty hopeful. Um, uh, honestly, anything's better than the past couple of years. So I, I'm, I'm really excited, bro. I'm, I'm excited for see how Mustilla goes in the, in a, in, back in the NRL. And um, I, I think Brownie will do all right. If, at the end of the day, if you look when he was at the Knights, when he first got there, they were in shambles. They were the worst. They were the worst NRL team that's ever played in the NRL. And um, I don't know exactly exactly how much he'd done to, to get them where they are, but obviously he did a little bit. And um, honestly, bro, anything's better than than where we've been for the past seven or eight years. So I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Mate, a guy that you mentioned there that I think is going to be key to the Warriors over the next few years is Phil Gould. And, I mean, people want to bag Gus and give him shit, but in my opinion, no one knows or understands rugby league better than Phil Gould. I think he's going to be fantastic for your club. Mate, that's, if, if, if you go back and, like, see a lot of the key, the key moments in our, in our club, it's um it's all it's all been like blunders at the top like then letting Ivan go I think that's pretty pivotal moment and I think that they they fucked that up pretty bad um, letting Ali go um, just like just like shit from the top and you look at all the the teams that are that are successful and they're all solid at the top you know what I mean so I think like like Roosters and Storm like obviously they're they they're Strong from the executive level down down to the ground, and so I think a, a bloke like um, having having Phil Gould around will honestly be like invaluable to, to the Warriors. So we, we've needed someone like him forever, mate. You talk about blunders from the top, and uh, it was about five or six weeks ago where I thought you guys had made an, a, another massive blunder in leaving Blake Green leave, but. Chanel Harris Tavita and Cody Nicarima, they seem to have just gone to a new level since he left. I I can't believe Blake Green would walk out of a side and they would and they'd somehow get better. What are your thoughts on that situation? Yeah, I was I was pretty, pretty much exactly the same as you, bro. I, I couldn't believe it. I think I thought he was well, he was he was during the ship around, but um and, and since he's left, it, it's like we've been changing our whole play around, you know what I mean? Um, I thought when when he was there, we were a bit too we were a bit sideways and one outs and just taking one outs runs. And then when we got down the other end, um, we were just like sideways, pass it, pass it, hit it up. It was just kind of shit. But ever since he left, I'm not I'm not saying it's had anything to do with him. But since he has left, um, we've we've been bust, busting holes all left and right. Um, I think it's been better, bro. Harris Devita, um, I'm not sure. He, he could be anything. I'm not sure how he's going to end up in the next couple of years, but I'm pretty I'm pretty keen to see him develop. I'm pretty keen keen to see how good he can get because um, some of the effort plays he comes up with, bro. Like um, against the Knights yesterday uh, or whenever it was Saturday, um, when he when he made that tackle and then dived on the ball straight up. If 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 the Knights score there, bro, it's what was it? It would have been like 16, 18, 12 or some shit. The Knights are right back in the game. But um, just with, just on his effort, he he's he's saved the game. Not saved the game, but you know, kept the Warriors on top. And um, just like against the the Panthers the other week, when he tried to put that hit on Liam Martin, that was um in the dying moments of the game, trying trying to win the game for his team. You know what I mean? With the with a big effort play. So I'm pretty I'm pretty big on on uh, Harris Devita and uh, Mick Arima, Man, he's been unreal this year. Oh, he's been unreal this year. Mate, Nick Arima is a guy that when he left Brisbane and. You know, I sort of thought, geez, it's time for him to be a dummy half. It's time to either be a dummy half or come off the bench, play 14. That's what he's best at. But, 
Mate, I've got egg all over my face. He's turned into one of the best halves in the comp this year, hasn't he? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit with you there too, bro. When when we first got rid of um, SJ, I was going, oh, yeah, beauty. Like, we'll have all this all this clean slate. We'll have all this money. Um, started new, and then they got Nick Karima, and I was kind of like, oh, fuck, I don't know about this one. But, um, man, he's this year, bro, he's been unreal. He's been our best player. Oh, not our best player, but he's... He's been, you know, sparking our attack and making all those short side runs, making busts left, right and centre, making uh, busts out of dummy half. He's been great, bro. Mate, there's a couple of guys in your squad at the moment that I've got, you know, the utmost respect for that are playing fantastic footy, but there's probably no one I respect more than Jazz Tavunga. Like, he would put his head where I wouldn't put his put my foot. He is just an absolute workhorse freak, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, bro, he's, he's pretty hearty, old Jazz. Yeah, I love I love Justify. He's he's got a few uh, brain explosions and a few like pretty dumb dumb mistakes. But bro, if if you you, you could um, team of thirteen Justifungas on the field, I, I think it wouldn't go too bad. Uh, he's a good competitor, bro, and I, I hope he's at the Warriors for a long time. Mate, he gets labelled with the uh, you know he's he's injury prone, but mate, I, I don't think there's any footballer ever that. If they played like Jazz Tavunga does, he just he is effort on effort on effort. Like he almost works himself into injuries. He goes so hard, doesn't he? Yeah, bro. He's, there's a few players play, uh, like that in the NRL, but yeah, you never you never um, catch Jazz Tavunga not not giving 110. percent He he goes hard, bro. And he's um love him, bro. You see him on the week. You see you see on the weekend when he's had a go at Clemmer and then when he scored that try, how, how much it means to him, you know, how much uh, winning means to him. So, um, man, every team every team needs some of that. Mate, you mentioned obviously with Nick Arima when, and I was the same as I said when when you guys signed him. You sort of went, oh, geez, I don't know about this one. Another one that really raised my eyebrows when you signed him was um, Young Lawton. That I, I believe he came from the Gold Coast, and when he arrived, I sort of thought. Mate, they've got so many hookers. What on earth are they going to do with his with with this bloke? He's he's playing incredible footy at the moment, isn't he? Oh, he's a dog, isn't he? Fuck it. Uh, I, I don't even. Yeah, I, I seen him sign them, and I didn't really think think nothing of it. I thought, oh yeah, like cut player, whatever. But bro, he's he's one of my favourite warriors, man. He he he's just like Jazz. He just gives it all. You can tell he gives it all for his team. He um yeah, strong runs. He plugs any hole. Um yeah, big fan of him too, bro. They're a real team. They're just full of guys that they're just effort on effort on effort. And, you know, those guys, sometimes they're harder to handle than your really skillful, high-profile guys, aren't they? Yeah, relentless, isn't it? Both those blokes, just relentless. They'll never – they're always having a go. So I suppose they'll just catch a, catch a napping when you do. Um, yeah. Mate, a guy that the Warriors have unearthed this year who the future he looks to have is absolutely massive – Oh, he's been, you know, he's sort of played, I believe he's played mainly on the left edge. He just looks like one of the most damaging young footballers in the game. Bro, he, he, I'm, I'm fucking pretty cheering about that bloke too, bro, because apparently it's, it's, it's only his, like, his third year playing rugby league in, in total. So, wow. um, to be, to be playing like he's playing, um, mate, he's unreal. He's got it all pretty, he's fucking, a big player, bro. He, um, makes a lot of meters He's, he can always get that arm free yeah I'm a big fan of him I think just a um, couple more years just getting seasoned in the NRL getting to grips with the game I think he can be anything bro mate the other guy I want to ask you about who 
you know, he might be the most consistent and underrated player in rugby league. I'm sure you're a huge fan of him. Tohu Harris, he has been unbelievable for you guys this year. Yeah, bro, Tohu Harris, is, he, he's a good player. He's a toiler, isn't he? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know where this team, where this team would be without him right now. To be honest, uh, obviously Rogers the um, Rogers the star, and rightly so. But um, yeah, I don't think there's anything, anyone uh, that's been working harder, maybe in the whole NRL, than Tohu Harris. Mate, at the end of the day, if he was at just about any other club, I, I think there'd be headlines everywhere about him. He's just flown under the radar, hasn't he? Yeah, bro. You, you don't hear too much fanfare about him, but um, he deserves it, bro. He, he's, he's a special player. Mate, let's look into the crystal ball for the future. 2021, it looks likely the Warriors will be playing in Australia. They won't be based in New Zealand once again. Now, you know, a few months ago when everything went into lockdown and the Warriors were stuck in Australia, as we said, the expectations on them weren't overly high. They've set the bar pretty high for themselves this year. What would you be expecting next season? Would you be expecting the same degree of footy that we've seen the last few months? Or do you think eventually it's going to catch up to them? baby let's go Jesus yeah I love it beautiful <laughs> nah I don't know bro um honestly with the with, with the with the squad that we, we um with the footy that we're playing now and the players that we, we're getting next year bro I, I don't see any reason why we, why we couldn't make the eight um I, I think we're in for some good footy next year Hope, hopefully see see um see how they go on Nathan Brown but I, I I reckon we'll make the eight next year bro mate Let's let's pull the brakes on making the break, on making the eight next year. I mean, you can potentially still make it this year. What chance do you give the boys? Oh, bro, uh, I, f- I can't remember our draw. I reckon Parramatta this week is going to be a tough game, but I reckon we can roll Parramatta. They've been pretty pretty fucking stink like last couple of weeks. So I reckon we can just keep that roll on, and um, maybe if we put a put a try on early, we can just roll roll over the top of them. You know what I mean? I reckon we can. We're in a, uh, we've got a chance to make it. I can't really remember our draw. If if you if you got the draw up, I'd, I'd be able to tell you our chances. Mate, but... I'm pretty sure I'll get it up now. But I'm pretty sure you have got one game that I think is going to make or break your season. I think you've got the Cronulla Sharks. We got um, that next week. I think yeah. next week. Yeah. So I think so. To, to finish off, you've got the War the Eels this week. You got the Sharks the week after the Raiders, and then you finish with Manly. So like outside of the Raiders game, I. I mean, not that you can't beat the Raiders, but I think you can you can win three out of four, potentially four out of four. Like none of these teams are going to want to play the Warriors. They've got nothing to lose, and they're you know they're willing to take risks and play exciting footy. It's hard to defend. I mean, if you do beat the Sharks, I think you're a serious chance to make the eight. Look, they're playing excited footy, but they're playing solid footy too, bro. I think they they completed like forty six from forty nine, something like that, on the weekend, bro. They've been playing some fucking good footy. I reckon we can get all those. Obviously, obviously, I reckon we can get all those teams. But man, Premiership twenty twenty, let's go, mate. Fan is short for fanatic. It's been fantastic having you on. You're the first warrior to come on here, and I love talking about the Warriors. It's you know, there's it's just been a roller coaster for you guys over the last year. But you've just been sprinkled with these incredibly talented footballers over a long time. They're just such a great club, and I'm so happy to see them being successful this year, considering everything. And, mate, I wish you all the best in the future. I'd love to see them win their maiden premiership over the next few years for you. Oh, mate, oh, mate, I'll be, I'll be crying. You, you fuck, I'll be crying, mate. I'll be, I'll be crying for weeks. But um, yeah, one day, brother, one day. It's coming, mate. Every day we're getting closer. All the best, mate, and I'll uh, talk to you soon. Thank you, bro. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 